My sunlight, the monstrosity of his task hit me in the center, gave me, and my mission as an will for the era which is commencing, is to move the assemblage point of the earth. One There were very few people there, and the atmosphere was very calm. I noticed that he was sitting up straight and his eyes, neither open nor closed, were lost in the busy mass of decorations of the main altar. The light scent of candles drifted down to our pew, and also the murmur of children's voices that were rehearsing a chorus, or maybe it was a recorded tape. Little by little I became engrossed in my own thoughts, until I lost track of where I was. His voice startled me, the task which my teacher gave me, and my mission as an will for the era which is commencing, is to move the assemblage point of the earth. One was expecting anything but that. For a few seconds, my mind didn't react. I simply didn't have a clue what Carlos was saying. But suddenly, the monstrosity of his task hit me in the center of my reason, and I found myself thinking that Carlos had either gone crazy, or he was talking about something I didn't have the faintest idea about. Disconcerting me even further, he seemed to read my thoughts, because he made a little nod of agreement and murmured, that's it. You have to be crazy to let yourself commit to something like that, and even crazier to believe that it is possible to do. I asked him how a man could possibly even think about a feat like that. He answered, just like the other world has its mobile unit the inorganic beings Earth also has one, and it's us. We are children of the Earth. The movement of the assemblage point of a sufficient number of warriors can change the modality of the time. And that is what I am working towards. He explained that the assemblage point of Earth has changed many times in the past, and will do so in the future. In recent times it has been moving steadily towards the area of reason. That is magnificent, because, once it is fixated there, humanity will have an opportunity to move to the other side, and many men and women will become aware. The challenge for the seers of the future will be to maintain that focus for the necessary length of time until it becomes fixated there, becoming a permanent position for the planet, a new center, which we will be able to turn to any time in a perfectly natural way. The refocusing of the Earth's attention is the product of the combined action of many generations of Nagwells. The new seers conceived of it as a possibility, and discovered that it was part of the rule. They incubated it with their intent, and determined that now is the time to begin it. What is the effect of that movement? To move the fixation of the planet is the only way out from the dramatic state of slavery to which we have been reduced. The course of our civilization has no exit, because we are isolated in a remote location of the cosmos. If we don't learn how to travel along the avenues of awareness, we will come to such a state of frustration and despair that humanity will end up destroying itself. Our options are the way of the warrior, or extinction. However, I cannot know what the total effects of my task will be. The Earth's assemblage point is very big. It has an enormous inertia. My mission is to start the fire, but it will take time to get the blaze going. In fact, that task is not mine only, but belongs to all the seers who must come. Knowledge of the assemblage point is an unprecedented gift from the spirit to modern man, and it is the catalyst for changing the modality of this era. It is not a utopia, but a real possibility that is waiting there, just around the corner. I don't want to speculate on my chances of being
being successful with this task. I just persist because it is all that's left for me to do. Personally, I have no doubts. In my view, the future is luminous because it belongs to awareness, which for sorcerers means that it belongs to nebulism. Encounter in the crypt after describing his task, Carlos rose from the bench and went closer to the rail around the entrance to the crypt below the church. I followed him. Pointing at the stairway with his chin, he told me, you should go down there. Inside, you will see a circle in the floor, which corresponds to the exact center of the main dome of the church. According to tradition, that is the original place where Qautamak, the last Aztec emperor, was buried. I asked him how historically accurate that information was. He replied that he didn't know, but that the catacomb was an interesting place, regardless. All I want you to do is stand for a while in the center of that circle with your eyes closed, to tune yourself into the energy of the place. It is a place of power from the sorcerers of antiquity, and it will help you in your task. Briefly holding my hand, he added that he could not accompany me this time because someone was waiting for him somewhere, and he wished me luck, without giving me time to react. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your tweeting, your meeting, your tweeting, your meeting, your tweeting, your meeting. So don't try to get out of it, your tweeting, your meeting. Welcome to the show, tweeting. You mean they walk into the shop, tweeted. You mean they. So don't try to get out of there. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of You Tweeted You Mean the Podcast. I am your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard, aka Black Rocker on Twitter, also known as Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. I'm not just me.com, is the website. I'm not just me, Dakin. Uh, we began with an excerpt from a book called Encounters with the Nagual Conversations with Carlos Castaneda by Armando Torres. And that's a free audiobook on the YouTubes. Uh, recently. Actually, I don't know how recent. Let's see. This is the amazing thing about the internet age. Everything has time stamps. Time stamps. <laughs> this is from 2019. February 2019. Recently, I guess that would be like a year ago. A bunch of Carlos Castaneda books were uploaded to audiobook form YouTube. Uh, With a robot just reading the words. And it's almost every Castaneda book is available free. I mean, maybe a year or two ago, I went through most of the books. Uh, That's also documented on this podcast when I was going through the paths. Like, I was like, oh shit, the warrior and the sorcerer and the man of knowledge. It was a very big time. 
so around that time, it was like I was listening to books. People were actually reading them. And it seems like they just rushed it instead of having a person read it. They just let the robot read it and they were able to upload almost every book that's <laughs> that's like in their little thing, in their little uh, little collective, which is very cool. I listened to like all seven Castaneda books and two from women's that were associated with Don Juan. Uh, anyway, that was a very cool excerpt where Carlos Castaneda... Oh, the, one of my favorite things about Castaneda was Don Juan and uh, Don Hanado making fun of him. So, like, is is interesting to go from, you know, Castaneda's personal experience into the experiences of people who knew Castaneda. And they're like, yeah, he's just a... A person who seems to be like uh, trying to not be friendly with anybody. He just shows up and he's like very uh, unpredictable and moves in mysterious ways. Not exactly friendly, but kind of still friendly. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Um, less making fun of him now in these books. More like just, this is uh, synchronicity. Synchronicities and shit. What was that? Syncretism was a big thing back in the day. What am I even talking about? I'm opening the thing, uh, opening... That was actually my first time listening to that part of the book. It's actually quite far in the end uh, with encounters with Neguel. Conversations with Carlos Castaneda by Armando Torres. Um, he just said his goal from the Nagual was to move the assemblage point of the earth. <laughs> Which is like very cool and also syncretism. I have uh, somebody else that I listen to all the time and mention almost every podcast who's talking about, like, correcting the tilt of the Earth. Like, they say we're on, like, a 20-degree axis, 23-degree uh, axis or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that means we're imbalanced. <laughs> it's like we got we to gotta balance the Earth. And that's crazy, not crazy, but he, even Casanata says it's crazy. So, you know, I guess... Crazy isn't a bad term, which reminds me of another cool path that I was on maybe four years ago. And I was like, you got to go beyond insanity, dude. Like, you get to insanity, don't stop. You can keep going and you get beyond it. <laughs> uh, good times.
song from AWOL Nation called Slam Angel Miners. <laughs> really enjoy that song. It's very fun. Very, very fun song. Also another fun song that I don't think will fit into this part like the other one did. The other one was like it's like offhand, this is the perfect moment for this song. This one's just like in the middle. We got Blue October with Oh My My. Oh. I think that did happen in somewhat of a <laughs> it happened in somewhat of still on 
I like to say on current. Uh, I used to do a joke and stand-up comedy about being current. And I was like, yeah, sometimes I'm current. Sometimes I like to get high and I get like slow my current down. Like going against the current when I'm high and it's like a workout, you know. <laughs> you guys ever be current? <laughs> uh, good times. Memories mess up current. We got back to the... The silence, um, there's a silence you can reach where you don't think anymore. And I thought at first, I thought I was being forced into silence, but then I was like, oh shit, is that a power? And then I was like, oh shit, there's no forcing unless I'm forcing myself. All is self. That was a long time ago learned, all is self. Like, what am I? <laughs> who, who forces who what now? somehow it's weird the current of course is weird but also the setup and that's one of the main points oh yeah that was Kate Nash shout out to Kate Nash Bad Lieutenant that's one of her newest songs it's a YouTube video giving praise to the fans and to the path also I think she has a documentary or some shit coming out uh, film festival documentary Kate Nash. Anyway, uh, the always someone watching over and the, the silence and the you catch me, I'll catch you uh, when I see you. Uh, forgive me of my sins, bad lieutenant, all of that shit. All of it coalesce to time travel, which we, uh, <laughs> you guys remember when I was afraid of time traveling ninjas? What was that episode? Um, I'm going to say 45. Around episode 45, I might have been afraid of time traveling ninjas. Also, if you're listening to this, go, go listen to episode one. What are you doing? This is, 
This is uh, chronologically. <laughs> this is. I'm just kidding. You know, like once you get beyond time and you try to tell people to do things chronologically, it's like a slap in the face. It's like, yeah, all of these episodes are quantum. All of them have their own power to them, but also you should listen to them in order. You're not going to get anything special from the order. But if you listen to it in your own order, you can make special out of it because it's quantum. Anyway, um, the idea of passing messages through time to people uh, is very prevalent in this moment. Passing messages through time. You know, like I, I used to say I was a afraid of time traveling ninjas because the internet is quantum already. The internet, you know, like the idea of the internet being quantum, anything you post on Facebook, as soon as you post it, um, you know, like the future is aware of it. Um, <laughs> so it's like it's present and future. But, I mean, it also exists in the past if you thought about it for a while before posting. Or if you alluded to the fact that you are going to post it. Uh, so it can be in the past also. Either way, when you make media art, it's... Uh, I mean, if we destroy the internet, then maybe it won't be future. But, like, that's hard to imagine. Destroying the internet. Either way, it's quantum right now for as long as it exists, I guess. Oh, man, what if they go through that length? I feel like that. Oh, net neutrality, they tried. They did try to net neutrality us. I don't know what happened with that shit. It just, like, disappeared. <laughs> anyway, um, being quantum, being a time traveler, very interesting shit. Um, I used to be afraid of time traveling ninjas. I wouldn't say what time and space we were recording in. Currently, it's Monday at 9.30 p.m. You know, like, uh, there's almost zero fear these days, March 16th. You know, but it's like, uh, you, back in the, you, <laughs> back in the day, I would be like, uh, <laughs> I'm not telling you when I'm recording because, like, what if I, what if this information is, is too dangerous, you know? Like, what if, what if it's so dangerous that as soon as I let slip when I'm recording, time traveling ninjas would just appear and be like, oh, what you say, you know? And then eventually I started to test the waters, be like, yeah, I'm recording at this time, you know? And then being a stand up comic, I made jokes about it. I was like, ah, can you imagine time traveling ninjas? What if, like, you know, what if they don't break reality? What if they just insert themselves into reality? But that would mean, like, you spent your whole life to, for this moment, like, you, doesn't that feel bad? Like, you spent your whole life for this one moment to be like, I'm a ninja, you. And it's like, why? <laughs> Who's the rest of your life? <laughs> Where's the meeting? 
Anyway, um, <laughs> making fun of time traveling ninjas, I became one, but it's not ninja form, more in like a helper, I guess. Who knows, what is a ninja in the black silence, I guess, the silence and the blackness, I, you know, maybe still time traveling ninjas were helpers all the whole time. I just had them confused, you know? They're like, nah, we're giving you information. We're not giving you swords. Swords is just an anagram for words. You know, it's just this, yeah. <laughs> a sword is a word. We're giving you the words to use. You know, that's very strange. And there's also this thing with the Castaneda books. I want to document the actual books. So it's not convoluted what I'm saying. Oh, mama, I'm a sucker for the warning signs. saying this to you. Okay, here we go. We got The Sorcerer's Crossing, A Woman's Journey by Taisha Abilar. Abilar. Taisha Abilar. It's another one of those free YouTube audio books called A Woman's Journey. And in that story... I'm pretty sure it was that one. Well, first, holy shit. First, I listened to The Art of Dreaming by Carlos Castaneda, which is, is like his, I think that might be the last one. I don't know what the order of these books are. My keyboard's off. Castaneda. Books. Chronology. Okay, here we go. What? That is not the chronology. Book series in order, please. Here we go. The last one is... What? I guess the, the active side of infinity is the... The last one. I feel like I heard that one too. There's 12 books. The one that was most amazing to me was The Art of Dreaming, which was 1993. I can't imagine. Oh, uh, there's The Wheel of Time after that. Jesus, I listen to these too. Magical passes. Let's see. Boop, boop, boop. This is how you do research, by the way. Use Google and YouTube. Use whatever is at your disposal. These tools. I don't know how to spell Castaneda. Magical passes. Actually, I might not have... Oh, no, I... Mm, 
Might not have heard magical passes. It's just a six hour book. Um, so that one's gonna be on my list. Magical passes is after the art of dreaming. Then we get the wheel of time. I spelled wheel wrong. Sometimes I can't spell. I haven't heard the wheel of time. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, I haven't heard the wheel of time either. I'm pretty sure I've heard the active side of infinity. I think so. We have a. You know, YouTube shows you that you've played something with a little red bar. We have a little bit of red bar on this. On this, uh. Here thing that says. The active side of infinity. You know what? I think. I definitely listen to the books out of order. Because a lot of the YouTube ones where people were actually reading them, it was like, you're going to want to listen to these three books because they're all about the Don Juan. And then you're going to want to listen to this book. And then you're going to want to listen to this one. What I'm saying is the art of dreaming was amazing. <laughs> it's not only in like the practical sense, but just the the expansiveness and also when I listen to these books I don't listen to no you know like I'm not trying to say his words are 100% true of course it's more about the journeys and then it's really about the stories um, considering there's an actual book called The Wheel of Time I feel un, unqualified to talk about turning the wheel of time because I'm like, oh shit, maybe there's more information on turning the wheel of time that I can learn about, you know, but it's, at the same time, it's like, whatever. Turning the wheel of time is what... I was talking about in the beginning of this podcast with the silence. In order to turn the wheel of time, you need internal silence. You need your assemblage point. You need your energy. You need to... <laughs> I was, you need to be in, integral into... In, uh, what's it called? In, uh, integrity... It might just be called integrity. I don't know. Some I word. That's the only thing about the Castaneda books. Is it integrity? Impeccability. There we go. <laughs> Thank you.
impeccable, impeccability, um, an impeccable hunter, a stalker. Okay, so now we know the actual word is impeccable. We're going to get a definition of impeccable, uh, of behavior, performance, or appearance in accordance with the highest standards of prop propriety or faultlessness or faultless not liable to sin which is like impeccability is how one reaches the silence usually or stalking but stalking tracking uh, all the same terms um Ooh, there was another one. Uh, oh, the first one I learned was a uh, controlled folly, controlled folly, stalking, and tracking. All of all are concepts of the same thing of becoming impeccable. Um, first of all, I'd like to, I guess, use the formula for impeccable. No. Not the formula for impeccability. The formula for stalking, tracking, or controlled folly is to be ruthless, to be kind, to be patient. And the last one, ruthlessness, kindness, patience, and cunning. You gotta be cunning. Anyway, uh, so all of those lead to an impeccability, which is pretty much what I learned also with uh, the idea of heart lighter than a feather uh, from old teachers back in the day, back five years ago, um, when the teachers were talking about like all this self and like uh, they're all, all of mythology is just like uh, psychology, mythology, psychology, heart lighter than a feather, like I'm in this world, I'm not of this world, all of that shit, um, the scales, I'm still saying the same thing, I'm just <laughs> circle talking the same thing, anyway, so uh, I had this mental exercise of uh, scales, like the Libra scales, I am a Libra, um, is somewhat Either the Libra or the 13th Zodiac, you know, the, the, the Christ, whichever, or all of them, all of the above, which is the Christ or, you know, whatever subsect that we're talking about in the moments. Um, uh, they take the scales and on one side there's a heart, one side there's a feather. And if you're imagining them and like and they're not moving or they're equal equal weight right I took that and I gave myself confidence right but then also I took that with polarity and the universal laws that you know like and unlike are alike they're just different degrees of the same thing right so like the polarity of things if somebody was like oh you need to do this to be a better person or you need to do this to be a better person. Or choices in general. Any choice. Which is, I guess... I'm trying to explain it before I go quantum with it. So, left or right. 
Um, the scale is there. But then what I'd do is I'd move, I'd exchange the images of the heart and the feather for whatever choice. And it just, and the scales won't move. So going quantum with that was like a, a flip book of images. Not a flip book. Uh, I don't know what that shit's called. It's like, that's old people things. tried to find what it was called on Google. Ah, I found it. Rolodex. <laughs> it's that old shit. So like I have the scales, I have a, I'm just looking at a picture of a Rolodex, like it's going to help you guys. <laughs> I have the scales going on, heart and the feather first, but then it changes for options, right? And then like, it's a Rolodex now of just rotating images on either side, could be going right and left, you know, front, back, it does not exactly matter which direction things turn. The point being that no matter what's on the scale at any given time, the scale's not moving. And that was, that was my way to impeccability, even though it took me a long time. Um, also, I think still I have a lot more on the path to go because I'm trying to trying to learn the difference between silence and images, you know, and like my physical effect on physical reality. Um, still trying to learn the physical world. Either way, silence, impeccability, stalking all go together to turn the wheel of time and the Rolodex is not turning the wheel of time what that is is I almost just want to do it it doesn't it doesn't like you have to have a personal relationship with it with your own reality, I guess. But what's amazing is when people tell stories and you get the you get the feeling that you're turning time and like the story changes. Like it 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 feels like an honest interaction with 
the quantum that's it's already in the past right it's like it's like spiritual warfare it's <laughs> It's a road card battle where I, I let people win my soul. Um, it's a lot like that. Like, to think maybe, like, while I'm playing Spiritual Warfare, which I will do this episode because I'm mentioning it as a quantum event that can turn the, turn the wheel of time or whatever. So, like, the idea is you win if you think you win in Spiritual Warfare. But either way, what's quantum about it is I play in a recording. I'm playing in a recording and I'm telling a story that I think will be to my advantage. And sometimes it's to my advantage and sometimes it's not to my advantage. But either way, it's a recorded event that you can listen to. But if you learn how to silence yourself and turn the wheel of time like while I'm playing if you turn the wheel of time I might automatically go into like something better for you and it's or not even better for you like if you were asking a question unintentionally I might answer your question or like if if you're fixated on a problem well no that's the same thing as answering a question um i guess in the sense of a game in the sense of spiritual warfare game it would just go to your favor and that's i don't i don't know everything about turning the wheel of time um other than the fact that i I'm pretty sure you have to be in a good mood if you want good results. Like, <laughs> if you're turning the wheel of time while you're depressed, it'll probably not end well for other things. Um, but, I mean, like, if you're also impeccable, then, you know, whatever. You, the scales ain't moving over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to say all of that to say I listen to these books um, the Art of Dreaming was not what I was talking about, but it is amazing. Uh, I was really trying to talk about The Sorcerer's Crossing, A Woman's Journey by Taisha Belhar. I listened to her book and like, um, there were certain points where I felt like I was turning the wheel of time and it was responding and I was like, what the shit? You know, and then like it just, these Castaneda books just because it's like most of it is unbelievable so like if you were to turn the wheel of time on something unbelievable it, it, it still would be unbelievable so that's the cool thing about like the quantum idea of spiritual warfare you can definitely turn the wheel of time on that shit because it's, it's all imagination. And if you think you win, then you win. And so it's like, it's not really tied down to anything but this recording. It's quantum. <laughs>
So I've explained the turning of time, turning the wheel of time, and uh, dreaming. I've I haven't gotten to dreaming yet. How oh, I didn't I didn't check when we started. I have no idea how long we've been going. Can't be for that long. All right, so my tweets, I have tweets. I don't have any recorded stand-up. Although, guess what, nigga? I've been doing stand-up. Who gives a fuck? Oh, I guess people give a fuck. Do you give a fuck? You know, like... uh, (laughs) I think Hollywood's afraid of me. I would like to say that. I think Hollywood's afraid. Um, I, I would also like to say... Um, don't don't be too afraid. Calm down, guys. The scales ain't moving. Get impeccable. You know, it's not like I hate all Hollywood actors or some shit. You know, like what is just because your your weird magical system is at peril doesn't mean shit. You know, like it, it doesn't mean the people are in peril. It means the fucking fucked up system of magic that you're trying to cloud over these people's eyes is at stake. Like, it is, you guys still have money with the, they're like, no, power, we want the power. We don't want the money, we want the power. Current, get get on the current, guys, darn it. (laughs) You want the power, get on the current. (laughs) Anyway, um, the tweets, I've been doing stand-up, um, it seems uh, the reality uh, uh, somewhere in the reality, somewhere in myself, I'm like, <laughs> am I scared to do stand-up? Uh, and now the whole reality is reflecting. Are we scared to go outside? <laughs> Are we scared to limit our awareness to... <laughs> do we need toilet paper? <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, No recorded stand-up. Undocumented, unrecorded stand-up. I've been talking about the trinary system going quantum. I realized that the physical world is sex. I had a joke, uh, maybe... I'm pretty sure it's documented on here where I was talking about... um, Yeah, it was when I started doing aerobics. When I first started doing aerobics... I had my joke about getting bendy. And I was like, I can't fully extend my arms anymore. What's going on? You know, and like, I took that uh, to its fruition uh, in the stand-up sense. 
which is, uh, I guess, I, just uh, this is undocumented, unrecorded. I'm going to just, like, flirt over it, you know. Like, the beginning of the joke, if you go back until you tweeted you mean it, you can find the joke actually happening live. Um, which is another thing, you know, who would... <laughs> I'm very curious if I can turn the wheel of time for myself. I really want to do a lot of experiments with this shit, but there's not, there's not enough people on this level it's to be like... I felt that. <laughs> I feel it. You know, like, that would be cool. Um, uh, but also there, quantumness. Like, that's really what I wanted to know. Like, just because I said I felt that, I'm here, I feel that, does that mean I did feel that I was there? You know, like, that's another thing with the Castaneda books, with the art of dreaming which was the main thing was like his whole his whole past he had been told that he was doing shit that he had no idea he, like it, it didn't fit into his reality because his teachers well I mean like it seems like most teachers are tricksters um, it just seems to be a seems to be like a it was a side effect of teaching that you become a trickster um, but like, so his teachers would do things like say like, uh, oh, you just, you just flew. Didn't you see yourself flying? And he's like, what? No, I, I fell asleep and I woke up in a different place. What happened? And they're like, oh, you went to the, the other side. <laughs> and he's like, I don't remember any of this. But then like five books later in the art of dreaming, he's around people who are like, no, we remember you doing that. And like, these are separate events. And then it all coalesces into one thing where he's like, oh shit, I'm beyond time. I just didn't understand, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, I could dream tonight something that I did three years ago and be like, oh, now what I did three years ago makes sense. That's why I was talking about turning the wheel of time for yourself. But also, what do you do when you're turning the wheel of time? Are you legitimately going to these places and spaces and helping out in the time beyond time? Or is it like just a, we're all connected on the one anyway, you know, so it doesn't really have to be your specific awareness. Or is <laughs> you move the assemblage point into that specific awareness and it's not about who or what. It's about what can reach the awareness of the event. So it's like if you think, <laughs> if you think it, then like whatever. <laughs> the assemblage point is very cool uh, thing, like awareness perception. Which is fun because I used to talk a lot about perception and how freedom is, freedom hinges on perception. So the assemblage point is like your body has its own perception and like, you know, like a luminous eggs. It's all a bunch of words and shit from <laughs> these words don't mean anything. <laughs>
Anyway, um, perception's cool. Uh, getting text messages and shit. Which feels like other turns of time. I'm like sending out fibers and like. <laughs> anyway, I guess the tweets. Did I get to everything? Uh, not enough people on the level to be scientific about it. Recently, listening to the book uh, that I was mentioning that I played to begin with, Conversations with the Nagual. Um, in that book, he talks about like, oh uh, shit, not enough people uh, moving the assemblage point, trying to do it to myself. Oh, scientific. Recently, I listened to a part where they talked about like how Nagualism is more scientific than science, or is just as, because it's based on results and like literal results, which is what I based my shit on. Because like there was a point where I was like, nothing is true, all is permitted. You know, and that's fine. That's a cool space to be in. But it's also not the truth. The, the truth is way more elusive than that. Like, yeah, nothing's true, but also everything's true. But also, if you get in the paradox of that shit, into the silence, into the, the rotary... <laughs> I can't remember every word that I was saying. Uh, I could, though, but I don't want to. Whatever that rotary thing. If you get into that shit, it's very scientific. Beyond insanity. uh, Would it be trying things out and getting actual results? When you turn the wheel of time and you hear the result, it's almost undeniable. And it's almost undeniable to such a point that you can watch. Like if you were to play spiritual warfare over and over again or just watch a video or listen to a book that you turn the thing of time on, you know, like... If you do it once, it's relevant forever. (laughs) That's really what I'm trying to get to. If it ever happens, it happened. So, like, you can... You can watch or listen to something not turn the wheel of time re-listen to it turn the wheel of time and the first time you listened to it it went like that because you did it the second time you can, <laughs> as long as you do it ever, ever it doesn't matter when so like in that effect listening Listening to old music 
um, and turning the wheel of time in old music is or old things. It's like you can you can be the reason for shit. You can put yourself in positions of power. You can be on the current. But it's like, what do you want to be on the current for? You know, like all of this shit. Still trying to find my purpose. Still trying to find my agenda. Still trying to, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> although I just found an agenda, but I'm not... I can't assume other people's agenda. Although I guess that's the agenda of the... Of the higher beings, I guess, you know, fixing the earth. Recently, uh, Seven Bomar was talking to the, the Koji tribe, which is like a tribe of Nagual's, pretty much. They're pretty much Nagual's. They, they dream. They, they live in a separate reality. <laughs> this is literally the name of the book. Um, and they're ancient not Mexican, but like South South American. So it's all the same culture. The Toltecs, the Aztecs, the... Um, uh, what was that? The Big Blackheads? Big Blackheads. Um, I'm thinking Nomu. Nomu is wrong. Um, Stonehead people. Big Stonehead people. Olmec, the Olmecs. I got the word before I read it. There it is, Olmec, colossal heads. I looked at the picture and I was like, oh yeah, that's Olmec. But Toltec, Olmec, Aztec. I'm not a fucking. Uh, I'm not gonna research whatever word that's etymologist. I'm not an etymologist. I just pointed at Google and it told me the word. Or did you turn the wheel of time, you silly minx? No, I'm just kidding. See, that's the quantumness that I think people fear, that I can tell when it happens. But it's like, what if... Nah, who cares? At that point, it's got to be personal. Who cares if I could tell if you're not doing it or if I'm not doing it? You know, like, what does it matter to a person who's not on the current? Anyway, Toltec, Omec, Aztec, <laughs> these dreamers, the Koji, uh, the tribe, they live in the heart of America and uh, or the world, actually, they like to describe it as in these mountains that have all four main weather patterns. And uh, their thing is they like to go from the top of the mountain and to the bottom of the mountain and they take things from the bottom and they bring them to the top and they take things from the top and they bring them to the bottom, right? So they pretty much just go around making, um, not sacrifices, uh, uh, essence, no, uh, <laughs> Let me just hum about it for a second. <laughs> Get somebody else's assemblage point to turn. Think of it for me. <laughs> uh, 
A tributes tributes a word. Uh, it's, it's not a tribute though. <laughs> Contribution, uh, praise, accommodation, acclaim, acclamation, imposed duty tax, payment. An example of a tribute. Uh, synonyms. There's like a more holy word for tribute. Oh my goodness, Google is being very silly right now. Holy word for tribute. It really just doesn't want to say it, whatever it could be. going to gift, synonyms for gift, a contribution is pretty cool, it's a good word, an offering is the actual word probably, I'm pretty sure that's the legitimate word. An offering. They go and they make offerings. Yeah, that, that sounds right. See, doesn't that sound better though? And tributes. They give gifts. They take things from one place. No, they make offerings. They make offerings to the world from the top of the mountain to the bottom and vice versa. And they go around in these places that are like the ley lines. They even know about ley lines which I only learned about maybe like five years ago, back in the zeitgeist days. It's like, oh, churches are built on ley lines. You know, like in the, <laughs> we're ruining our ley lines with these weird buildings. They think that's what being on the current is, but like they don't wanna, they don't wanna take heed when the current changes. They, they're like, oh no, we're on the current, so that means we are the current. And like, nah, nigga, like, <laughs> current flow, man. Current be current. Anyway, so they make these offerings and um, talking about the Koji. Why was it talking about the Koji? Because they're dreamers also. And their task as Nagwals, like a whole friggin' community of Nagwals, uh, is to pretty much fix the earth. Because the earth is getting sick. 
and even they're getting affected so it's like there's is, there seems to be no higher task than to fix the earth from people at least from quantum people I should say like normal people are like oh yeah fuck bitches get money like <laughs> people who are quantum are like oh, maybe the earth is doing some shit right now Maybe we could take it to another level. Um, seems like the past and the future are kind of wavering. Uh, we probably need to do something, uh, make some more offerings, try to clear this up. So it's very fun, um, very interesting. I think that's the extent of Nagual talk dreams uh, being beyond time I explained time travel I didn't explain my joke holy shit how did I get on this topic without explaining the joke oh, okay I know how I got on this topic without explaining the joke I got sidetracked because I was like oh what if somebody is turning the wheel of time for the wheel of time turners <laughs> what if there's a paradox inside the paradox you know, it doesn't matter. As above, so below. Either way, quantum, going from binary system into the trinary system, the joke, going to skirt over it. Uh, I talk about, I used to, used to talk about how I had black privilege. That was the real beginning of the joke, black privilege. I was privileged to learn information in the perfect order. I know, I got dream strong first. Uh, <laughs> and then I didn't even go to the extent of dreams, but I got dream strong to where I had no nightmares, which is nice. Excuse me. For the journey, this can of beer says. I'm reminded of <coughs> I don't think I've said this many words in five days. And I mean that qualitative, qualitative, qualitatively, quantitatively, cumulatively. Uh, probably in the past five days, I haven't said as many words as I've said in the last hour. Throat is on the itch. Also, I feel like maybe this is someone moving the assemblage point into the direction of fear. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if I just went into fear too? You know, I can move. I can move with the current. I wanna see the current. I wanna see the current. Oh, 
shit, nigga. song when I'm in my head uh, just just uh, fucking <laughs> coming up with solutions for quantum problems and I'm like oh what if somebody's uh, eavesdropping on my thoughts right now because I'm not in silence although if you're eavesdropping on my thoughts is silence images too you know I don't know you know, I don't know. I feel like the images and silence. I feel like the the silence is the blackness, but the images are dreams. You know, like so. It's like it's it's all the same shit. And then it's like, who are the bad people? <clears throat> For all the self, there are no bad people to give good ideas to. If I keep giving the bad people good ideas, they'll just be good, you know? Like, it doesn't fucking... It doesn't... It doesn't mesh. Uh, takes a sip of beer. The joke is I have black privilege. Uh, got to learn shit in an amazing order. I uh, got dream strong. I had no more nightmares. Then I brainwashed myself. I chose my own programming. And then after all of that, trying to go into the trinary, I was like, I'm going to work out my body. <laughs> and that was the hardest part and still still is the hardest part, um, working out. I added a new tag that aerobics uh, doing aerobics is all I need to hear from people you know like they have these people who are really into the types of aerobics that they do and I feel like if you describe what you're doing after you say you're doing aerobics then you're just like describing sex toys to me and like I came up with that idea organically before I realized that the physical world is sex <laughs> It is the relationship of imagination and rationalization. Oh, I didn't even get to those points. I just said I got dream strong and I brainwashed myself. 
right, after getting dream strong, I realized dreams are just imagination, right? So like, after brainwashing myself, I realized the whole mind is just rationalizations. So the trinary system isn't, it doesn't hinge upon the parts as much as it hinges upon how the parts play together. And that is physicality, how the parts play together. And the idea that you can't have this, like the parts, the parts don't really do anything without the whole thing. Like, I mean, they do, they have their own worlds, you know, there's the spiritual world, there's the mental world, and there's the physical world, but they're all together. And the physical is them all together, which is sex, you know, it's the coming together of imagination with rationality and physicality, but it's like, I'm a very closeted sexual person, that's where the bit goes to, it goes into me talking about how I don't like sex. I don't like talking about sex. I don't like thinking about sex. I mean, (laughs) I like doing it. I enjoy masturbation, but I feel like they're very closeted, very closeted events. And also, (sighs) that goes into the hidden hand. The hidden hand is wild. And I feel like people are, I think people are uh, getting in tune to the hidden hand. I feel like when I get in tune to shit, then people are already in tune. And they probably have been in tune to it for 40 years. Uh, Much like when I found out the universe was mostly plasma. It's not empty space. It's a bunch of like electrically charged electrons, you know? So it's like they knew that shit is going over 40 years now. I was I was saying that shit like five years ago. It was like 46 years that they knew that space wasn't like a real vacuum. It's mostly like plasma. But they still don't tell people that scientifically. They're like, oh yeah, you mean the vacuum? Oh yeah, you mean black holes? Black holes might not even exist. What type of shit? <laughs> Ooh, science. I'm not going to take down science. Um, (laughs) We're just going to skirt over this. Uh, That's undocumented, unrecorded stand-up. I've been doing that joke. uh, Which, where are the jokes? Been doing a little bit opening. Oh, one of my new favorite bits is this bit might be heavy, but only in the way that I'm making light of it. You know, if I start recording stand-up, I, if if reality allows me to record stand-up again, then I'll show you that bit. <laughs> okay, we're going to get to the tweets before I turn the wheel of time accidentally. Um, uh, tweets are cool. We got January 5th, January 25th, excuse me. Um... It, of course, starts with, check out my latest podcast, episode 113. You tweeted, you meaned it. 
Um, and the, the same day, January 25th, back in the past, the time traveling ninjas. Um, <laughs> so what happened on January 25th was I listened to my episode 113 and I realized that I totally spaced out. I totally spaced out on some shit that I was trying to get across about the images that I lived in, kind of. I mean, now that I know the power of the silence, I don't really live in the images all that much. It's more like a. sometimes I'm in public and the, the reality will be getting wild and I'll be like, I'll just flash to an image of me standing sideways on a tower with the fucking world of water and the world of fire on either side of me. And I'll just stand there like being like, what? <laughs> like, and like the, the reality will calm down a little bit. Uh, it's not exactly turning time because it's using images and thoughts and turning the wheel of time. But it's a... Uh, it's still pretty interesting. I'm not, I don't know how it corresponds. Like I'm saying, Nagualism is like a science. It's based on actual results in real time. Um, but, you know, like what if there was only three scientists? <laughs> or what if there was like 300 scientists, but they didn't have each other's Twitters, you know? Like what if... <laughs> Anyway, so this is still about the images, which I guess are dreams, but like I had, I haven't gone to any real dream space that wasn't earth similar, except when I'm awake or uh, no, DMT, I guess, took me to somewhat of a dream state that wasn't earth based, but it was just the the kind of the rainbow serpent. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like anything amazing. It was just a bunch of colors. It wasn't, it wasn't like a world. Anyway, um, here we go. So talking about images still. January 25th, reading tweets. Just had a realization about the projector. I mentioned the interrogation room aspect and talk, taking down the walls and making them spheres of a force field nature. I was considering how to convert the image from walled rooms to natural spheres, and it's exactly the same from the book. So here we have, I gotta once again go back and, well, unless you listen to 113 right before this, then you know about the projector and the interrogation room. So, like, the, but what's even easier is from the day Billy fell off the cliff or behind the scenes book on a book when I talk about there's a point inside of a sphere inside of another sphere, right? So that's the exact same thing as the projector in the interrogation room. It's like a two-way mirror and then a real mirror and a mirror. <coughs> Three mirrors, four mirrors, if you will, whatever. But it's the same shit that I've been talking about 
the same shit. A point surrounded by a sphere, surrounded by another sphere, for it's three mirrors, but only two rooms and one source. The sphere with the point in it is the black is the back room. Excuse me. <laughs> the sphere with the point in it is the back room, and the sphere with the sphere and point is the front room with the two-way mirror. And for the sake of me not having to drum up a bunch of history on the spheres and their relevance to the book, it's simply a triangulation of one's location, frequency, time, location, or intuition, body, surroundings. That's from in to out. The point, uh, I can't say point and then point. Those are two different words. Frequency, time, location, intuition, body, surroundings. Those are the Russian dolls. Frequency being what emits everything. Time being what covers frequency. Location being what covers time. Intuition being what emits everything. The body being what surrounds intuition. Surroundings what surrounds the body. Those are just two two ways to to triangulate where you are frequency time location intuition body surroundings the two-way mirror being what's separating one's frequency from one's location or the difference between the intuition and the surroundings a two-way mirror made of the body or the relevant nature of time i typoed pretty silly there Relevant was supposed to be relative. Okay. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> correcting myself in the past. Excuse me, I'm correcting myself again. I'm going to read that whole two tweets over again. I'm going to read two tweets over again. The two-way mirror being what's separating one's frequency from one's location or the difference between the intuition and surroundings. A two-way mirror made of the body or the relative nature of time. For, okay, I typed a pretty silly there. Relevant was supposed to be relative. Time is relative, not relevant, but either way, lol. Forgot to talk about the ski resort aspect. Fighting uphill battles. Hashtag the predator is a victim of the prey. Okay, now that's... That's a whole new level of shit. Um, let's see where we go after that. It's still on January 25th. Okay, I'll finish January 25th and then we'll get into Predator Perry Victim. Uh, forgot to talk about the ski resort aspect, fighting uphill battles. Hashtag the Predator is a victim of the prey. I'm listening to episode 113 now and find and filling holes and commenting on things yet to be disclosed. The ski resort is a fun one in the mind palace. Fighting uphill battles is more of a condition or a situation I've come to face, probably due to being unauthentic. I was not impeccable on January 20th. <laughs> The predator-victim-prey thing is a new quantum reality I'd like to explore. 
I'd have to type it out at some point. Not now, though. Instagram picture clarity. All right, we have a lot more tweets. Not a lot more. Um, before I get into the book, which are the next tweets in January 26, it is about the book. I think I should go to the Mind Palace, talk about the ski resort, fighting uphill battles, predator, victim, the prey. We should flip a card. We haven't flipped a card in, I don't, I don't know if we flipped a card the whole podcast. I have the Alistair Crowley Toth deck with me. Um, Alistair Crowley Toth deck, what do you think about... <laughs> I didn't even say anything in those past tweets. It was just the quantum. Oh, man. Really, what do you, Alice Crowley Toth, uh, how do you feel about turning the wheel of time? We flip an outward science bang, nigga. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, science is six of swords. Um, swords are intelligence um, or intuition, if you'd rather. Uh, very cool. All right, the Mind Palace. Um, I was going out to a lot of karaoke. I was going out to public events. I was chilling with the peoples. And I was trying to combat being in fear or feeling like a predator. I was trying to combat feeling like a predator or a prey, which is one of the th reasons I incited for why I quit comedy. Uh, with my uh, connecting to the fear of missing out thing where I was like in my past uh, childhood I had a, a weird fixation on not missing anything which led me to have holes in my memory because <laughs> I fully polarityed, polarityed it to such an effect that I was like I don't want to miss out on anything that I ended up missing out on myself and uh, realizing I was on some type of weird path that I was like searching for shit like a fucking predator, you know, like I was like searching for my, what do we just call it, a purpose, agenda. I was like preying on my agenda. And at a certain point, I was like, you know what, I need to stop the world stop time <laughs> that's another castanata shit i was just kidding but i needed to stop what i was doing which you know is still very castanati nagualish i should say not castanata poor castanata's like i'm not a teacher 
I'm just a dude who wrote books. <laughs> so it's very Nagualish to stop what you're doing and face yourself. So that's what I did. Um, I told the public that I didn't want to be a predator nor a victim. Right. So what I was doing in that time is I was going out and trying to be myself without having weird proclivities or to learn what a weird proclivity is so I can change it. You know, it's hard to know what to change if you don't know where you're at. So... I would go out with these mind palaces, one being the tower, um, you know, where I have the land of fire and the land, the the dark seas, I coined it, both at my sides, um, or just be on the golden beach or just like in these mind palaces doing weird shit. So one of the mind palaces I came to at a certain point because of the the repetitive nature. Okay, I remember now. Oh, shit, that was like episode 13. I was talking about the repetitive nature and like you could do something, you find the formula. Uh, (laughs) You find the formula, you only got to do it a few times and then after that you quantumize it. You're like, oh, I guess I want to feel comfortable. Comfort. Oh, I guess I want to feel relevant, relevance. Oh, I guess I want to feel recognized, recognition off the bat instead of going through the process. So in that respect, the mind palace changed. It was no longer a tower and I'm spinning things because I was like, this is boring. Like I've been doing this. Uh, and I got to the cool monk stage where I was just, just sit, just sit in a, like a fucking, you know, a gazebo and on a fucking upside down mountain. I was just sit there and, and I was like, well, the mountain's cool. Climbing the mountain's fun. Flying around the mountain is cool. So what if I become a skier? And I fight these uphill battles because that's what I'm doing every time I'm not, uh, every time I don't quantumize my, my problems, you know, like my solutions, actually. When I don't quantumize my solutions, I'm just doing uphill battles. So I was a skier on this mountain. I start from the low side and I, you know, cross country skiers, they kind of ski sideways. So like... (laughs) I'd ski sideways up the mountain. But then at a certain point, I just added doors everywhere. So, like, there's... <laughs> there's there's a... What is it? Um, caves. You can call it a cave. You can call it a door. But the idea is it's a teleportation. So I'd be doing my little uphill thing at the beginning of the night. And then if things got out of hand... I just go through a door and end up at the top. And then I'd like go through a door, end up at the bottom, go through a door, and I'd just be, I'd uh, quantumize the space. I'd uh, instant transmission for the Dragon Ball Z watchers. But through doors, visible doors, and watching the image 
in the mind palace of the thing going through the door, ending up at another spot, going through another door, if the door is close enough, ending up at another spot, going through another door. So it, it looks like Scooby-Doo when there's the hallway, except the hallway is a mountain and there's doors and you're just going in and out. It doesn't matter which side you go in. Sometimes you might come out on a different one. But like, that was the ski resort. So at a certain point, I was just, instead of fighting the uphill battle, I was just like going through doors. <laughs> just, just uh, you know, traveling and shit. Instagram picture clarity, where am I at? Prey victim, ski resort. Uphill battles of a condition or situation I've come to face. Probably due to being unauthentic. And that's the main point where I was being unauthentic because I thought I had to. I thought everybody was... Because I think people get afraid when somebody's in silence. I think it it scares reality a little bit because people aren't normally in silence. And I realized, you know, like walking around and it, especially when I started to do comedy again, like I go from complete monk silent mode, not meditation either, just silence. I'm just in the moment. I'm seeing everything. I'm, uh, it was, uh, uh Digesting is not the word. Um, digesting is a horrible word for that. Uh, interacting. Um, seeing actually is another Nagual term. I didn't see at that point. I still don't see. Although maybe I do see now. But anyway. Um, I was witnessing reality. I was definitely a witness. I wasn't meditating. I also realized that even with the silence, I can add more silence, which makes people even more nervous. <laughs> oh, man. They do not like that. <laughs> Whew, it was fun, though. Like I'd be, I'd be sitting there in meditative state, listening to people. And that's a thing, I think, if you're not thinking people can hear your echo of you understanding what they're saying. It doesn't matter if you're not thinking. They can, it's like, they can see that you're understanding. But then, like, I, I'd cut off understanding and I'd just be in my hands. I can put my hands together in such a mudra and then center my awareness in the middle of them and then thinking stops and then understanding stops and it's real silence. It's like real silence. And then people are like, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like this once again, Nagualism science. Uh, it's it's a very lonely science. It's a very personal science. Um <laughs> There's the only way to test it out is for yourself. And if you, that's only if you want to be on that path. Listen to episode one. No, I'm just kidding. 
Okay, so predator, prey, victim thing. At a certain point, I was like, the predators are actually a victim of the prey because I was in very prey. I was looking like a prey. I was looking like something to eat. But in reality, I was bigger than people. So it, like, I think it hurt them. I think I was like doing this reverse, like this reverse predator shit where I was like, <laughs> like, uh, this is the same thing with children, but like that makes, you know, that's, we're definitely not ready for those times yet where children are like predators. We're, <laughs> we're not, a we're not mentally equipped for that notion. But also people were calling, they, they'd say the word baby over and over. And it wasn't really a reference to me per se, but in my awareness, it was, uh, it was in my awareness, it was, but it wasn't, uh, physically and in reality, they were talking about other things, but to an open awareness, I was feeling like people were labeling me as a baby which brings me to a whole nother thing, but I, I guess I'm gonna allude to it and then like make a note or something. I don't know. I can't make notes. That if I'm too big for a world that people are living in, then I show up as something small. Like, I, I heard, uh, I don't like giving um, explanations from other people who aren't in this you know, who I'm not like close with, but there was a a joke I heard. I can't do the whole joke. The joke is you're an ant. You're going to climb 20 stories just to see another ant fucking your girl. Right. So that was the, that was the joke. But in my spectrum of awareness, being called a baby for, you know, months, uh, being called an ant kind of like it corresponded to what I think the view of pe people have of me. So I was like, okay, baby ant. Oh shit. Maybe I'm too big for that world. Actually in concept, if I was an ant or I guess I should get off of babies. Cause like I said, we're not mentally fit for that yet. But <laughs> if I was an ant, the thing with ants are they're a hive mind, you know, ants are, Ants are bigger. How many ants are there? Like, what are we talking about? You want to pretend to be an ant? Like, nigga, like, what? Do you, know how, do you know how big that vibration is? I fear the fuck out of ants. Ants scare me. Anyway, so that was the thing of, like, if I'm too big for a concept world that people live in, because people have concept worlds, you know, there's the online world, there's the Facebook world, there's the Twitter world, you know, whatever world that is hologram shit. I don't know what the fuck, but <laughs> in whatever world that I'm small, I'm probably too big for it. Um, so victim, predator, prey. If I look like a prey, wait, what's a prey? If I look like a victim, I might be... I might be preying on something. <laughs> and if other things look like victims, they might be preying on something. 
which was my quantum solution, make victims feel less like victims. It's not about punishing the predators. It's about making the victims feel less like victims so the predators don't pounce or whatever, you know? Uh, (laughs) And the idea of the ski thing where I was like being inauthentic I was like, oh, I'm at the bottom of the mountain. And then, like, maybe somebody tries to step on me or something. I don't know what the metaphor would be for how people would get hurt by me pretending to be lesser than I am. But it, it can happen if you pretend to be lesser. And then all of a sudden you're not lesser than, like, I think it catapults people who thought they could get over on you. That's what I'm, I'm guessing is, is like the metaphor here. I don't really know. Once again, science, it's a lonely science. <laughs> but there's always someone watching over. Uh, I should play that song. I'm not going to. Slam. Boom, 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 Um, so yeah, predator, prey, victim. Also, like, what if you're, no, that's stupid. Like a hitchhiking. Like to think a rabbit being eaten by a wolf is about to hitchhike into the wolf's territory. Um, through its awareness you know like they say you are what you eat therefore eating things lifts them up (laughs) I just just came up with that on the spot was that someone turning the wheel of time did you (laughs) JK yeah so eating things lifts them up But I don't know how far people should think of that shit. I don't think you should be a predator or a prey. I think we should make victims feel less like victims, get in that silence. You know, predator and prey is, is, they turn into each other. Apparently, they turn into each other. All right, we're going back to the tweets. We're going to finish this shit up with uh, new oh, I, new ideas on our books. Holy shit. This is a good, this is a good episode. I, uh, January 26th, I came up with a new way to write a book. And we're going to go through that, uh, the origin of a new way to write a book. Here we are to type out the words that have no place. This, of course, is no address to the public. I gotta say that shit now these days. This ain't even a diary, nor something to comment on later during the podcast. This is words that have no place being etched into reality. I kind of want to leave the dyslexic mistakes in, because all this stopping to spell check slows down the brain. Like going forwards, then backwards. Oh shit, the pendulum swing. That word is going to take a check after the fact, and that's where I get the boost from, the thought, and gone. 
back to the idea because tweets exist in such a way that the point wasn't completely reached. So I got to go back and forth. Oh shit, the pendulum again. Wow, I spelled it right that time. Is that a spiral? Who knows? Other than the observer who adds and subtracts. Oh shit, that's the I can correct the tweet after I get to the end of the tweet is what I was going to mention instead of going back and forth. But then I just went back and forth on a whole other level instead, escaping pole swings to go on bigger poles. And such is the universe. La la la. And then it's sad when I get to the end of a tweet and there's a little, uh, excuse me. It's sad when I get to the end of the tweet and the little circle starts to warn of the last few characters and I'm like, what words could I condense into like 15 characters? And then it usually up, and then it usually ends up being more space than I thought in the first place. But then I'll go ahead. <laughs> oh my goodness. It usually ends up being more space than I thought in the first place, but then I'll go and replay it. That time I didn't condense, but instead just let the words cut off. I didn't like that. I bet when I read that on the podcast later, it'll be strange and I'll laugh at myself. Thinking about the future now and back to the past and not even feeling the need to type any more so. Uh, I was supposed to be doing that thing where I come back here to type words that don't matter so I can go so I can get into typing my book. But here we are, feeling like squeezing meaning into these pointless words. I should stop before I waste all my meaning on pointless Twitter. It'll be bra- It'll be it'll turn into bragging if I keep typing for too long, and that's going to lead into reading. Reading. Wow. What the. F- <laughs> I can't read right now. Excuse me for a second. I'm gonna take a sip of this shit. It'll turn into bragging if I keep typing for too long, and that's going to lead to ridicule. As we all know from the pole shifts of the pendulum, what part of the book am I at? I should, should I talk, should I talk that out and be slightly constructive, but in the helpful direction to self? Good. In the book, I got to come up with a way to portray something that I haven't come to terms with myself yet. So I guess that, so I guess this is what I should be doing. So now I don't need to go deep into mechanics, but need to make a mechanism to make a new mechanism and make it old and not new. But I want to reread that one. That one was a weird revelation that I had in the middle of typing. In the book, I got to come up with a way to portray something that I haven't come to terms with myself yet. So I guess this is what I should be doing. So now I don't need to go deep into mechanics, into mechanics. I don't need to go deep into mechanics, but I need to make a mechanism to make a new mechanism. And make it old, but not new. But how does the imagination of the image nation work if when I close my eyes, your eyes don't close too? How can we split the darkness of self-reflection? 
Oh man, now I feel embarrassed by the high vibration of my book. I gotta separate the mundane from the amazing or some shit or something. I said some shit uh, offhand. That was just me just saying shit. <laughs> so apparently what I'm going through is how does the image how does the imagination of the image nation work if when I close my eyes, your eyes don't close too? How does the quantum reality work if it's beyond time and we're separate beings? Which is, oh shit. <laughs> ah. This is literally what I, I learned. It's literally what I was just talking about this whole podcast. Uh, who turned the wheel of time? Was it me in January 26th or was it you? <laughs> and that's spiritual warfare right there. If you think you win, then you do win. Anyway. Um, here we go. Uh, how can we split the darkness of self-reflection? Oh man, now I feel embarrassed by the high vibration of my book. I gotta separate the mundane from the amazing or something. I know how to do it with metaphors like the nigga Jesus. If the next space of death is outside of time, why do we assume it'll only be people who died before you that are there? Like, duh, nigga, what if when we die, we are met by our children's children? Like timeless shit. What I want to do is have the characters always be able to access each other, but it doesn't make logical sense in the flow of time. But maybe that's where I get to practice amazing artists. Maybe that's where I get to practice amazing artistic license. But that amazing artistic license would make the book chapters longer. <laughs> Oh wait, the chapters are different and that saves me from adding like three new chapters. Billy wants to do all of the inner work possible, but Jessica is more interested in helping of the other beings. Characters are different, and that saves me from adding like three new chapters. Billy wants to do all of the inner work possible, but Jessica is more interested in the helping of the other beings in the land. So, in turn, if I fear going too deep, the other direction exists. How wild do I want to make this story, though? That's the part I need to decide first, I guess. And I kind of feel like with speed I'm typing now, that if I just go to the book, I'll type that shit out and it'll make sense. I don't have to plan to do it, but whatevs. Like if you can stop time and 
then time stops, right? Like, if you can stop time, then time stops, right? <laughs> so, like, here we go. It all happens at once. So, it's not exactly out of time, and it doesn't necessarily take away from anything any of the characters are doing. Like, in a book itself, when a flashback happens. I got the picture now. What I, what I expected to happen was one character to stop time and go into imagination while the other character was still in action. That would be like the book starting a new paragraph with two different columns of the story on the same page, LOL. In all actuality, now that I know the structure and find that the other imperfection amusing, in all actuality, now that I know the structure and find that other imperfection amusing, I can in effect, I can in effect make that happen in my book. That would be maybe strange for the reader though, but maybe not. Maybe I just made a cool ass new way to write and read books, nigga. <laughs> my book keeps getting longer and I'm not even typing it right now, SMH. But anyway, I'll reserve, reserve that two columns on the same page idea resave, I guess. But anyway, I'll resave that two columns on the same page idea for when Lisa and Rick put their intuitions together and interact with Billy and Jessica. Then I can juggle what happens in the new scenario. The new scenario being when the book is already split into two stories simultaneously. And when we bend time with the darkness of self-reflection, ooh, nigga, one of the columns would just disappear for however long. And then <laughs> one of the columns would just disappear for however long, then it would reappear, picking up where it left off, nigga. What sucks about this endeavor is that I have to squeeze all of this cool shit into the book I'm writing now. The next book is going to be in a whole different reality and shit. So I guess the book grows or I start a whole other one that's not related except for the time manipulation. My book isn't even extremely long. It just took forever to write this much of it. Hashtag the day Billy fell off the cliff. Hashtag behind the scenes book on a book. All of this and I still haven't had Billy hold hands with his intuition. I'll, I'll have to do all the cool ass exploration shit before Billy crashes the system, lol. Watch me still find new shit to do, even when my main character can reshape the whole reality. Word count tonight is 329. I got the mechanics for the mechanism. I got the mechanics of the mechanism down, and I feel comfortable with, my, with the new addition to the story. This part 22, y'all. Hashtag the day Billy fell off the cliff. Hashtag behind the scenes book on a book. January 28th, we have 191 word count. The day Billy fell off the cliff. Behind the scenes book on a book. February 2nd, we have Instagram picture abstracting. Abstracting. There's a bunch of hair on the floor. <laughs> I wanted to see because February 2nd is a power date. Um, 
Okay, Instagram picture abstracting, Instagram picture lunar, Instagram picture shake, Instagram picture grass, Instagram picture threshold, Instagram picture bottled, Instagram picture lit, Instagram picture kite, Instagram picture pixels, Instagram picture peak, Instagram picture stance. That's from February 2nd to March 12th. <sighs> Actually, not March 12th, 10 hours ago. It's 16th today. Stance is 10 hours ago. Paranoia. I guess I could, oh, it's not even that late. I guess I could answer a text message. Me and my angel. We could do the twist. Come a little closer. People are asking me for a report of horse girl. Okay, it's happening here. <laughs> you wanna know how horse girl was? It's fucking amazing. It'll trip you the fuck out. Cause it's talking about everything that I'm talking about right now. A poor lady has a weird thing where she's like, oh shit, are my dreams real? Oh shit. Oh, and then she breaks time and she does what she wants to. But in the midst of that, she's still alive and living because she breaks time to do it. I feel like there's at least one more media to share other than Horse Girl, which was a very good movie. Oh, what I can do is I can explain what's going on on Facebook. I posted a post that just says horse girl, but there's a background to the post that is a bunch of hearts. And there are pink hearts, there are purple hearts, there are dark purple hearts. Um, I only got two likes, no, three likes. 
a person who commented who didn't even like the post asks, any good? Trailer looks interesting, but I haven't had the time to watch it just yet. The post literally has hearts all over it. The next post says, what even is that movie? What? The the previous post was, any good? The trailer looks interesting. What even is that movie? It's an interesting, it's literally, the titles is Horse Girl, is an interesting trailer. Somebody wants a report. Well, the report is that I put a bunch of hearts, a post that says Horse Girl. Somebody says the trailer looks interesting. Somebody doesn't know what the movie is. And that's the report. I don't feel I need to comment on my own posts. My posts are quantum, you guys. (laughs) This is... (laughs) Just trying to break my quantum streak. It's okay. You don't have to fear. (laughs) Just watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. I'm not forcing shit. Also, not even to go that far... And I don't have to go this far, but my Facebook is amazing. I don't know how I do it. I Well, yeah, I do. I curated myself. That's how I did it. If you're wondering, uh, if you're a person who knows me, I doubt people who know me listen to this. Um, my Facebook is a curation of me. I literally, for the past... Since I've had Facebook, it's almost been 10 years that I've been curating what I want to type on Facebook, knowing that it's, it's going to last for a long time, knowing that I am this type of person to type things like lyrics. I'll just type random lyrics or things like trapped in my own home. Like eight years ago, I, that was the only update, trapped in my own home. You know, uh, let's see, what's it? Four years ago, three days from now, white people will call each other gentrifiers and black people will be scoffed at for saying it. You know, like, I just it's just quantum shit. You know, like, today, uh, I post 10 hours ago, the Instagram picture stance. It has some words that say, sometimes I think I have too much personal power. Then the world's like, too much? Try just enough. You know, like, and that's, is a... Also, it attests to the fact that I'm, I'm I somehow stay relevant with year old posts that I just re I reintroduce over and over again. I've been sharing memories for three years now. These <laughs> the same posts, barely anything new, just like memes. But if you curate yourself then you can do this shit. I went and I saw that in my memories I had shared a year ago, uh, Good Omens. Um, A post that just says, Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Right? And the background is a bunch of hearts. Nobody asked me what that meant. (laughs) 
I don't know if I could see the original post. I don't think it had comments. Actually, I have no idea how to see the original posts. Oh, there we go. I just have to click the date. It doesn't have any comments. It has likes. But like, that is my format for if I like something, if I love it, like I love Good Omens, I put the background as a bunch of hearts. And I'll just say the title and the person who made it. Horse Girl is a movie. I'm not going to say Horse Girl by director. <laughs> I just put a bunch of hearts and the word Horse Girl. Sometimes it's roses instead of hearts when I'm like, respect. This is legit respect. But it's the idea of me going to my memories, seeing that I have a review for something, and then posting my review for something else today, then sharing the review from a bunch of, or I guess a legitimate year ago, and then sharing from a year ago the Good Omens um, TV show, television show preview. Like, what do what 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 they want me to do to share the preview for Horse Girl? Like, that's the only, only way the tower is attacked. <sighs> I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. They've been sharing music though, that's been fun. Um, I wanted to end with another song. Do we end with Daylight or I Hope You're Happy? I think we end with Daylight. No, we end with Table for One. Duh. Table for One featuring Elohim. She probably doesn't pronounce her name like that, but that's. Literally, Elohim, like an angel. <laughs> it's, it's spelled L-E-L, excuse me, spelled E-L-O-H-I-M, Elohim.
Cause you woke up with that face Wow See I don't like this I think I might flip Kick the dramatics So watch out forgot about spiritual warfare we can't just end on a song uh this is spiritual warfare to road car battle this is a game in which you gear yourself uh, to road deck and we play each other for soul soul baby soul <laughs> um the game goes we shuffle our cards we flip a card we use that card to our advantage to win the opponent's soul. Uh, rules are, if you think you win, then you do win. Other than that, not, not very many rules. Um, <laughs> it's more of an exercise of imagination. You can win my soul. <laughs> For free? <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, tarot card battle, very fun, quantum game, got myself a tarot deck, got myself a tarot deck, gonna shuffle it, uh, we're gonna do three turns, alright, here we go, uh, also you don't have to play, I wanna make that clear, also you could just sit back and listen and just pretend like you win, you know, or you can pretend like you lose for whatever reason you do that. I don't know. Uh, you know. Maybe I'm in like a weird position in the future and people are like, we need to give him soul. <laughs> Go listen to his podcast. Like a fucking spirit bomb or some shit. 
You know, if that's the case, I would like to make an order. Um, not an order. I'd like to... Ah, uh, words suck. Don't they suck? Don't words... Aren't words like just... Traps? Little pitfalls? Um, I'd like to make a request, rather. Um, if, if I somehow reach peril in the future and you guys think that some weird way to save me is by playing spiritual warfare in the quantum realm, then I would like to request that, uh, you know, like, uh, I need at least, uh, not need, I'd like, uh, at least, like, uh, uh, maybe ten people on each episode each time I play, uh, ten people in different rooms, um, uh, <laughs> for each episode. So that's like, uh, what, what, what are we talking about? Like, if we need like a thousand people to say, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and thus rules, we see potential and kinetic energy. Kinetic energy is already moving. If I wouldn't have made those requests, then the potential could have been one person, one game, one hand could have saved me. You know, like, I, because it was potential energy if somebody was trying to save me in the future you know like all they would have needed to do is do like lose once maybe but now that i've put some weird weird uh request on it now it's a kinetic energy and you it'll be harder to save me also why would you save me save yourself what do you <laughs> that's a trap save yourself if you think you win then you win which is once again, I was like, why would why would you want to lose? Like maybe I'll play myself and try to lose. I guess I don't know. Is that that doesn't even make sense? This is like the easiest game ever. Like why are you losing the easiest game? <laughs> oh, anyway, um, we're shuffling. We're gonna do three turns. Uh, Shuffle to shuffle to shuffle. One, two, three, flip. I flip the Hierophant number five. The Hierophant number five. Not a very high number, but it is a trump card. Um, with the Hierophant, it looks like he's got the trinary system. He's got the finary system. And he's got like a shamrock going on. Mm. And he's got the the six-sided star on there. I guess with the Hierophant. Uh, I'd use structured religion to get your soul. Alright, next turn. Shuffling, shuffling. Ready, one, two, three, flip. I wasn't finished shuffling. I say one, two, three, flip too readily. Now, one, two, three, flip. I flip abundance. Number three of cups. 
of course, with abundance, you just take abundance away. Oh, duh. I mean, it's not a high card, but if I take your abundance, I bet you're going to want that shit back. I trade your soul for your abundance. Alright, last round. I dropped a card. Y'all ready for this? Trump card. <sighs> I'm trying to think of the amazing thing I could do with lust, but I don't know. Other than making it really attractful, like an addiction to give me your soul. And that's spiritual warfare. Not a very strong game on my end. I think one of those was pretty strong. Abundance. Um, other than that, it's really just like normal shit. Normal earth shit that I came up with. Although, uh, if you ascribe to the times, um, maybe they are trying to take abundance. So we give them our souls. Who knows? Is a tricky times. Who's in control? He's got the current. Nobody talk
Edition Jetpack. Uh, I just looked at the comments and apparently they aren't really releasing that song yet. Um, the comments say they released this one with the title of Drive on accident. And now somebody just kind of like it. They just uploaded it to YouTube. It's a really good song. Jetpack. Hey, One Nation. This is Drive. This one goes hard. I probably played this one on the last episode, though. tweeted you meaned it oh I didn't I didn't name this episode but this still has been you tweeted you meaned it episode 114 I wanted to name it something like uh, before I started, I wanted to name it, like, not crunch, <laughs> some, some word with a C, but it's going to be called crunch. Um, I am your host, uh, Byron Broussard, uh, Lord Byron, Black Rocker on Twitter, Lord Black Rocker on Instagram, I'm not just me.com. The website, this has been Retweeted You Mean It, episode 114, Crunch. Um, you can't end like that. <laughs>